Hawks. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Stella Taylor. Today, um, I am interviewing Miss Olinger. She's a social studies teacher here at Highview. We talk moving schools, detention, German teachers, and a lot of other stuff. I like this interview, and I hope that you guys enjoy. So, what was middle school like for you, just in general? Uh, um, it was it was good. I have some I had some good long lasting friends, but actually, when I was thinking about it earlier, it was hard. It was difficult, and one of the reasons is that we moved when I was in middle school. Um, mm-hmm. actually, right before fifth grade. Um, my family moved from Brainerd, Minnesota to Moorhead, Minnesota. And um, so that process of like meeting new friends and having to like build new relationships when as a middle schooler was hard for me. Um, and I'm like not, um, it wasn't super easy. And like my siblings make friends a lot easier than I did. Um, and they were just like more quick to kind of connect to people than I was. So I think it started kind of hard. I met a very good friend though, whose name was Kayla and we became like best friends pretty quick. So that was nice. Cause I had like a good strong friend, but it wasn't like, uh, it took a while to feel kind of comfortable and settled in Moorhead. I, um, the other thing that happened when I was in middle school is my dad lost his job and he, um, so he, he went like a year without working and then he actually moved to Arkansas um, to work for a, about a year. He didn't live with us when he was working there. And so some of those things, just like things at home weren't always easy um, and that made school different. I was always um, like a hard worker at school and mm-hmm. I liked school. I wanted to do well at school, but I wasn't always like excellent school was hard work for me. I had to work really hard to be successful at school. So I remember, you know, the fun things I played sports, I played volleyball and softball and I was a swimmer. Um, And so those were like great things that I loved. Um, But there were some challenges about middle school. It wasn't like a walk in the park for sure. There were some, some hard things. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And moving, I mean, especially just moving in any grade or age is hard. But like, mm-hmm. especially like when you're about to go into middle school, you know, mm-hmm. and you have yeah. this like new friends that you're going to stick with and then you have to make new friends all over again. Right. And when we first moved, I started. So the way that the Moorhead schools are set up is there's a fifth and a sixth grade school and then there's a seventh and an eighth grade school. Mm-hmm. And um, when we moved, I did about a month in fifth grade and then they switched my school. So I had like did this new month in this new school and then they were like, oh, you're actually going to the wrong school for your neighborhood. We're gonna give you another school to go to. So then it was like a move within a move. And I, you know, it was, yeah, it was tricky. I used to, I hated the school bus. Like that is one memory I have really strong. I didn't like riding the bus um, because I don't know, probably because I didn't have friends. And so I, I didn't like riding the bus and I used to miss it on purpose so that my mom would drive me to school, which I'm sure she didn't appreciate at all. (laughs) It was like my one way of like controlling something. Um, (laughs) So that ended when my dad moved because there was, you know, nobody could, (laughs) she couldn't leave work all the time. But um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't super easy. It was a little bit of a rocky time for sure. Yeah. Oh, that, 
that's crazy that they that they didn't even like know that you were in the wrong school. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What was popular when you were in middle school? So like books, movies, clothes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let's think about, well, the movie Titanic came out when I was in fifth grade and the books Harry Potter came out when I was in fifth grade. So those were kind of like big. Our fifth grade teacher read the first Harry Potter book out loud to us. I remember that like very clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, and Titanic, I had a friend, Catherine, who was like obsessed with the movie Titanic. She like saw it in theaters a million times. The big, I was thinking about fashion. Um, one of the big things was Adidas Superstar shoes. They're like white with like three stripes along the side and yeah, you could get different colors. Yeah, so I had baby blue ones. Um, <laughs> they were very, very, but they were white shoes. So you had to take care of them obviously because they were white. So uh, those were those were big. Um, Middle school is like the era of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees and Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. They were all kind of like coming up when I was in middle school. So there was, it was fun music at the time yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was good times. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Um, what's a funny or embarrassing story from when you were in middle school? Oh gosh, I don't know. I was trying to think of this. Probably a million things are embarrassing that I did. I'm sure. Embarrassing in middle school. Yeah, that's like what middle school is. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, like, one, mm, I was a talker. Uh, I got in trouble a lot in school for talking. Like, I would be talking to friends or I'd be mm -hmm. whatever. And we had a, in sixth grade, we got German. I think we learned, I think it was sixth grade. Um, and so a German teacher like came in once a week or something and we would learn German. And she really didn't like that oh. I was a talker. And she used to call, if you got in trouble, she used to call you up to the front of the room and she would, um, there'd be a globe sat on like the front table and she would say the name of a country in German and you'd have to find it on the globe and you had to do it until you got it right. So I would like, I have this memory of like standing up in front of the class, like trying to find these countries that I didn't yeah. know, like let alone maybe didn't know where they were, but then I didn't know their German name. It was Oh. I wish I could say it like stopped my talking. It probably didn't stop my talking. It just <laughs> maybe stopped me from like wanting to learn German. Yeah. But I remember being embarrassed very much. Um, I also got a detention in middle school oh. one, one time. Um, we had, I had a lunch with a, or I, it was called like a split lunch. So I had a class where we had like half of the class and then lunch and then the other half of the class. Mm -hmm. And we didn't, we didn't eat lunch by grade level. We ate lunch. I don't know how we were split up, but it wasn't by grade level. And so a bunch of my friends had the first lunch and I had the split lunch. And then a bunch of my friends had the second lunch, but not a bunch of my friends were in the split lunch. So one yeah. time I like didn't go to my class. I went to lunch to hang out with my friends like before yeah. and that didn't go. I got detention. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was in trouble. I was in trouble, but oh my. 
I only did it once. <laughs> I, think it's, I do think it's kind of silly that like they do lunch groups because there aren't that many people that are like mm -hmm. friends. Like there aren't many like in high school, I don't know, there aren't many freshmen who are best friends with seniors. Right, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's it, like the grades, that's where the most friends are gonna be. Yep. Yeah, and it was very weird in middle school to do that. I think in high school, there's more teachers that are teaching a variety of subjects. And so maybe mm -hmm. that makes a difference. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I think in middle school, it was very weird that we didn't have, that we had, you didn't have it by grade for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> what did you, what's, I mean, I've never gotten a detention, thankfully. Yeah. What's detention like? Good Just question. I think I had to stay after school. And I think I just kind of worked on homework. I don't have like a really, I remember getting the detention. I remember having to tell my mom about getting detention. Uh-huh. But I don't really remember the experience. I must have just had to stay after school and maybe do homework or something like that. But yeah, yeah it never happened again. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you stay connected with your friends without cell phones and texting and social media? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, we did a lot of talking on the phone once we got home after school. So uh, like the house phone. Um, and they were kind of like, it was a little bit of a pain because, well, I don't know, you were, you were in like a you had like a fancy house system if you had a cordless phone. So like if you had a phone that didn't have a cord, then you could take that phone <laughs> wherever you wanted to in your house to talk on the phone. Otherwise, you had to like sit or stand next to where your, you know, phone was plugged in. Mm -hmm. My friend, best friend Kayla had, they had like a 30 foot phone cord. So you could like wander the house with it, but you had to like step over the cord yeah. in the house if you know you weren't on the phone so mm -hmm. we did a lot of phone talking the other big thing that was very big in middle school is I had we had these notebooks so it's just like a normal notebook that we would write notes to each other in as like a friend group so maybe I had like three or four friends that we shared a notebook so like I would you know write what was going on with my day or whatever and then we'd drop it in each other's lockers or pass it off during class and then somebody else would write and like it was like a group text yeah but it was like in a notebook and we had mm -hmm. you know, fancy gel pens and pretty you know we had all sorts of fun but they, it was a big thing like I had a bunch of different notebooks with a bunch of different groups of friends that we'd pass around and I still have some of them which is kind of fun oh. to like go back and read like things that yeah. were going on and mm -hmm. yeah I I think I did that once in like fifth grade but it worked out for like three days like i'm not even sure. kidding it was three days sure, sure. like this yeah. is doing work yeah it's well you had other opportunities to communicate yeah. that was kind of it for us we just <laughs> but i remember like passing it off or you'd you know see your friend in math and like quick you know drop the notebook off at her desk because you were done and whatever mm -hmm. but you i mean it's on paper then right so you if you were talking about something or talking about some boy you liked, like you better make sure that that notebook didn't fall into the hands of you know, somebody you didn't want to. There's no passcode. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But those are kind of the big ways. Lots of, lots of talking on the phone though. A lot of talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, 
what got you into teaching and what got you into teaching this subject? So what got you teaching mm. social studies? Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I was, I think it was my, well, it was my second grade teacher, Mrs. Buck, who first told me that I would be a good teacher. So mm. it was kind of in my mind for a long time that I wanted to teach. Um, and I kind of always like uh, in high school at the end of like our senior year kind of like we do in eighth grade at snow days like we got you could vote on like most likely to you know I don't know most likely to star on a reality tv show most likely to whatever so I won for our senior class most likely to be a teacher like everybody knew that like I was going to be a teacher um but um I don't know I think it's like a it was a love for kids it's a love for you know learning I school was hard for me but I liked it um, and so I think, I don't know, all of those things, I just, it's just kind of always been a thing. There was a little bit of time where I thought I wanted to do like psychology, um, be like a therapist. I thought that would be kind of fun. So a little bit of time where I thought about that and I actually got a minor in college in psychology in case I ever wanted to like pursue that route. The teaching just always felt right. Like it was, um, what I was supposed to be doing. Social studies uh, came a little bit later. I thought I wanted to do music for a long time. I thought I wanted to like be a choir teacher, mm -hmm. yeah. um, and or language arts because I love to read. Um, the thing I like about social studies, though, is like just how much I can connect it to the world. Like I, um, I don't know. It's there's been a just a reason to just a way to connect social studies to what's going on in our world all the time. Like it's, I think it's important. It's really, really hard to have to learn hard history, but at the same time, it's really, really important to learn that history and to know that history. And I think for me, like one of my biggest hearts in teaching social studies is not that just, not just that my students would learn the hard history, but that I would be able to like teach or model or get ideas for like, now what, how do we act and how do we live or how do we, what do we do in response to the hard history that we learn? Um, and I just think that's really important. And so I don't know, social studies has become a, a it was always a passion. It's become a huge passion. The longer I teach it, the more important I think it is. And so um, I'm grateful that I, I would, I don't know if I would have been a good music teacher. I think music is incredibly important, but I'm grateful that I ended in social studies because mm -hmm. it, it feels like a good fit for me. Yeah. And like in like the Minnesota history class that you teach, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, or you, you might, are you teaching seventh grade too? A little seventh grade, but mostly yeah. sixth grade this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had you last year and like that was some some of those like units that we studied were not always mm -hmm. easy, like yeah. like the mass execution, That's like right. kind of stuff that it's like, I really wish that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, you have to teach this stuff and you did a really good job of teaching that and also but like also saying like this is when we didn't think of um, Native American people as equal to us. We thought of blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just watched that Dakota 38 movie mm -hmm. uh, just this last week in class. And we ended it and one of my students said, um, I'm feeling really uncomfortable about living in Minnesota. And it was like such a good comment because I'm like, okay, what do we do with that feeling of discomfort? What do we do with that now, right? Like that's, 
that's what I hope students are getting out of social studies is like, now that I feel this, now that I know this, what, how do I act or how do I change? Or, you know, I can't change that from 1862, but maybe there's something going on today that I can have my eyes opened a little bit differently and approach it a little differently because I know in the past what has happened when people groups have been mistreated or when people groups have been underestimated or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I like it. I actually, I love it. I love teaching social studies. So um, I'm glad that I ended up here. (laughs) Yeah. What's something you want your students to know about you that they might not already know about you? Oh gosh. I, you know, that's a hard question because um, I feel like for the most part, I'm a pretty open book. Um, Like I, at least I try to be like, if somebody has a question for me, like they can ask it. And I think typically I'll answer it. Um, You know, I had a, a, there was a teacher at Highview um, when I was my first year here and um, she taught across the hall for me and I was sitting, it was maybe like, I taught eighth grade that year and it was maybe like a month or so or a month and a half into the school year. And I was sitting working because I wasn't teaching and she came into my room. She taught eighth grade language arts and she came into my room and she said, Stacy, come here. And I walked into her room and there was a whole class of eighth graders and there was a stool sitting in the front of the room. And she said, sit down. They're going to ask you some questions. They want to get to know you. And I just looked at her and she said, uh, the only way that you make connections with kids is if they know who they are or they know who you are. And so we just, I just sat for like 15 minutes and they just asked me questions and I just answered them. And then afterwards, she came to me after school that day and she said, you know, you have to be a person to your students, right? If you're not a person to your students, then it doesn't feel meaningful to want to learn from you. And so I really take that to heart. And so typically if questions are asked, I answer them. I I can't think of a reason I wouldn't. Um, But I don't know, things that I want students to know. I guess I hope they know, or I hope they see how much I respect and value them. Um, how much I learn from students. Like I learn every single day and I've had my eyes open to new things or things that I didn't really understand or things that haven't been part of my experience or my world. Mm -hmm. I've like learned a lot as a teacher from the students that I teach. And so I guess I hope students know how much they teach me how much I respect them, how much I'm learning from them, how much I don't know. I think like, it's, it's not shocking to know that like, I don't know everything despite yeah. what I'm saying in class, but like for real, I mean, there's a lot in this world that I don't know. And I, I would hate if my students thought that I thought that I was just like this ultimate expert on all things, right? Like I want them to know that I don't know all the answers either. And I'm, you know, walking alongside them just as much as anything else, but I don't know. Is there are there burning questions about Miss Olinger that people want to know? No, I don't know. But I do think I do think it's good for students to know, like every teacher in this building, every teacher, hopefully every teacher in the world Mm -hmm. has gone through middle school themselves. That's right. You know, like you like I know that sometimes it's like you wouldn't understand it. And maybe there are some aspects of it that the teachers wouldn't understand, but yeah. like, they went through middle school too. They had that awkward period where you felt like you had to be cool. Everything had to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think it's good. Cause like, 
the teacher I'm interviewing next, he's like, he was kind of reluctant to do the interview a little bit because he said he wasn't like, he wasn't his favorite, I don't know, version of himself, I guess. That oh, he was. yes. Because, but I, but it's like, that's good. I mean, that's mm -hmm. not good, but like, it's good so students can like, see like, you know, nobody's grade in middle school. Right, we all go through that. I mean, I think, mm -hmm. I, I always say like, I, you know, no one loves who they were at 16. You know, I mean, there are times in our lives that it takes being older to look back and be like, oh, yeah, like that wasn't awesome. And I'm certain like there were things about who I was as a middle schooler. There's ways I treated people. I was hurting, like moving was hard. And so I'm sure I wasn't like always kind. I'm sure not. Right. But yeah. you learn and grow and and change from that. But yeah, we've all done it and we've all done it differently, right? Like I think sometimes the assumption is that like as teachers, we must have all like really liked school and been really great at school and had really positive school experiences because why else would we be teachers? But that's not the case, I don't think, for everyone. Some of us, yeah, school was really easy and great, but like school was not easy for me. I yeah. succeeded, but it wasn't easy. It was very hard. I did a lot of I used to cry during every test. I had terrible test anxiety and I did a lot of crying in middle school and high school. Uh, but I think, you know, so we get it and we, you know, and we want to hold you accountable to it because I know that like as much as it was hard and tests were hard and I, I didn't like crying in math class, there's something that I learned and was able to grow from that mattered. Um, and that's why I teach, right? So yes, we've all we've all been there. But but also at the same time, we haven't been there like you've been there, right? Like we haven't been there with social media, mm -hmm. right? We haven't been there with what the world looks like today. We only were there, you know, what the world looked like when I was when it was 1999 and 2000, right? Like yeah. those were big things. The year 2000 <laughs> was like a very big thing. And I was an eighth grader and it was, you know, there were things that were scary and big. September 11th was my freshman year of high yeah. school, right? Like there were big, scary things going on in the world, but the world looks different today than it did then. Um, and so, I don't know, we never did middle school in a pandemic. So as you know, there are things we can relate with. And then there are things that you guys as middle schoolers are doing on your own. You know, yeah. nobody's done this before and that's pretty impressive. So mm -hmm. We yeah. can learn from each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, how has COVID changed your lifestyle and like the way that you teach? Yeah. Maybe other, other than just like doing classes over Zoom because everybody's had to do that. Um, yeah. But like, just is there something that's changed? You know. Mm. Yeah, I think um, certainly lifestyle. I mean, my life—it's kind of changed how we all do it. <laughs> I live alone. And so that was very, very hard, especially during like the strict lockdowns of last yeah. time. Um, because it was like, there was just no one. I wasn't, you know, talking to anybody. And I, so I went um, to visit my nieces in May last year. And it had been like 68 days since I had like touched another person. And like, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so lifestyle, like things have changed a little bit more recently, right? And over the summer and that kind of changed, but at the beginning it was very hard. As far as teaching goes, I was trying to think about it. And the one thing that I would say, and this is not like a poor Miss Olinger thing, but I don't know if I have felt like a successful teacher 
in all of COVID. Like, I think every ounce of teaching during COVID has been feeling really unsure. Like, is this right? Is this going to work? Is my point getting across? Do kids understand? Am I doing the thing that's most important? Um, should I be giving them more time? Should I be giving them less time? Should I? All of those things have made me feel very unsuccessful as a teacher. And um, I think, um, so I would probably characterize, and there are some great things, right? Like, I don't want to say, like, I've had a whole year this school year of new students that I get to teach. And we've had some victories and we've had some things. But I think, like, personally, it's been hard to find success in it. And so that's been hard. I'm not used to teaching that way. It's it's incredibly hard to not see the like light bulb moments. Like in when you're teaching and like all of a sudden students are like making connections, that doesn't happen over Zoom the same way. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really hard to teach without getting that feedback that, you know, I use that feedback to know what to teach the next day. And so not getting that has been has been really hard. Um I've tried some new things that maybe will be some things that I, I change and use going forward. Um, I think, I don't know, I wasn't really a huge Chromebook user in my classroom. I don't know, maybe once or twice a week, we yeah. maybe did, not a ton. I would love to like literally never use a Chromebook again in my class. Yeah. <laughs> so it's maybe like affirmed my desire to not always use the Chromebooks in class, but you know, I don't know. I think it's just been, it's, um, it's been hard. It's been very hard actually. And it hasn't, it hasn't felt all that great. And at the same time, like, especially when we were full-time distance kind of mid-year this year, I wrote on the whiteboard where I can like see it. I wrote, this is the only sixth grade year my students get. I wrote it in big letters on the board. And I'm like trying to remind myself of that always because yeah. as hard as this feels for me like this is it right this is your only sixth grade year your only seventh grade year or your only eighth grade year you don't have another mm -hmm. eighth grade or seventh yeah. grade or sixth grade and um so I've been trying as a teacher even if it has felt disappointing and hard for me to remember that it is my job and I it's my heart's desire that it's the best sixth grade it can be or the best seventh grade it can be despite our circumstances. So I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying, but it has been hard. It's been a long time without feeling super successful. And I think a lot of teachers are feeling that way. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of a downer of an answer, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been tricky. It certainly yeah. has, it's, it's made me value um, the things that maybe in the past I would be annoyed at, right? Like I um, have a, a class this year that is extremely, extremely quiet. And I will like ask a question and we just kind of all sit and stare at each other. Yeah. And, it's quiet. and I have been saying, I mean, I said it to Ms. Kanopic and Ms. Peterson, I'm like, I just want somebody to blurt out an answer. Like <laughs> I, I didn't realize, you know, all of those things that sometimes I'm annoyed at in, in the mm -hmm. hallways or in class that I'm like, oh gosh, I just like, I just want students to be students again, kids to be kids. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't know what it feels like to be a student right now, but it seems like it's kind of awkward <laughs> and it's quiet <laughs> and it's hard to feel comfortable. And like, so it's, it makes me sad to see that every day. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
<laughs> it's a little bit of a downer, but it has been, it's been hard. It has, it's been hard. Yeah. It's been very hard for teachers and students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's something you're looking forward to after um, COVID is done? Oh, so many things. Oh so my gosh. I am, I like want to go to a concert and a sporting event and a, out for a meal all on the same day. Yes. <laughs> I want to, to ultimate day yeah, with everything right, with, like tons do. of people i want to just be surrounded by people um mm -hmm. i want to travel my sister and my nieces nora and ava and my brother-in-law seth they moved to germany um at the beginning oh. of june mm -hmm. and so i haven't seen them since um and germany is not accepting american visitors yet and so mm -hmm. Um, I'm very desperate for that to change. Um, my sister is having a baby in at the end of July. And so if I wouldn't get to see them before that, that would make me sad. And so I'm really, I'm hoping that that changes. Um, mm. So I'm certainly looking forward to traveling and seeing them. Like that's, mm. that's really high on my list. But yeah, just like, yeah. and also like, I'm very looking forward to not wearing masks. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I really am. I have like, a lot of them. I they're, you know, fine, whatever. But I'm I and of course we're all getting more used to them. I remember mm -hmm. at the start of COVID, I sat in the parking lot of a grocery store trying to decide if I was gonna wear a mask in or not because it wasn't mandated yet. And I was looking around like, are people wearing masks? Aren't they wearing masks? Like I'm feeling really awkward. I don't know which one I should do. Yeah. Like I remember that feeling. And now I, you're just not even thinking about it. But still I'm yeah. you know, I miss seeing people's smiles mm -hmm. and you know, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to some time without masks. Yeah, because like sometimes if you just want to like give someone a smile, you have to like really overemphasize it to so yeah. they can maybe see it in your eyes. Like, right, smile with your eyes. Right, yeah. you feel like a crazy person a little bit. Yes, and hugs. Gosh, I'm like, well, I, yeah. Just without having to think about it, it's not that I haven't like given a hug, but just like without having to think about it or question or ask, like, is this okay or you know whatever. Mm -hmm. Just, just a little bit more of of that normalcy. Going back to church, things like that. I'm yeah. really looking forward to things like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite school lunch and what was your favorite school lunch? So like right now at Highview um, and when you were in middle school. Sure, sure. Well, I eat Highview school lunch like basically every day. So mm -hmm. um, I am a big fan of the salad bar on days when there's also popcorn chicken because the wonderful people who work in the lunchroom will, for teachers, let us create a salad and then add mm. a scoop of popcorn chicken on top of it, oh. which is a teacher perk that yeah. I take advantage of. <laughs> so I appreciate that a lot. Um, so that is probably, I'm trying to think what else at Highview that I like besides popcorn chicken. Um, that's probably my favorite. Also, um, I like a good burrito bowl day. Those are good days. Um, in middle school, I think it was chicken patty. That was probably my favorite. Ooh, yes. Little lunch. I brought a lot of home lunch in middle school, but um, I think, yeah, maybe chicken patty. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me interview you. Of course. Of course. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, Bye. this is really fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm.